Hi, everyone, and welcome to Obsessed. Woo! That right there is Ariana. And that's Jeff. And March is Brain Injury Awareness Month. So all month long, we'll be providing resources for how you can get involved and spread awareness. I'm obsessed with that. I'm obsessed with this. We're obsessed with you, so get obsessed with us. Today, we have a very special guest who both Jeff and I have known for years and went to college with together. Please welcome our friend and traumatic brain injury survivor, Ryan Farrell. Woo! Ryan, thank you so much for joining us today. No, thank, thank you both for having me on your podcast. Like I already, um, I already told both of you, I already um, did my whole big fangirl uh, spiel uh, before we even started uh, recording this podcast. <laughs> Probably over our Facebook Messenger that we've been uh, chit-chatting back and forth for a few weeks now. But um, thank you so much. Thank, thank you both so much. Oh, yes. Ryan is a big fan of Obsessed, but we're huge fans of Ryan. And we've literally known each other for how many years now? 11? No. Um, Wait. Uh, just, shy of, just shy of Nine? 10. Just shy of 10. Oh my god! This yeah. is like a this is a long term friendship that we're it's in. Gonna, right now. It's gonna it'll be a decade at the end of August. <laughs> yeah, I know. Exactly. I'm I'm aging us. <laughs> well, um, Ryan, Ari, and I were all in video production class together, mm-hmm. and I remember um, we didn't know each other prior to that, no. but there was this one unit that we were doing where we were doing like a mock like talk show. Yeah. I don't know if you remember that, but um, Ryan, I remember. <laughs> You were, you were like one of the quote unquote, like guests on the mock talk show and you discussed your, your story, um, which you're about to discuss with us right now. And like, I remember everyone in the room was just in awe. Like you are just like the strength that you have, the perseverance, like you just like, you keep going and just keep spreading positivity and inspiring every single person you come into contact with so we're just very excited to to have you here and share your story and your journey with us thank you so much thank you so much jeff and you know i i remember i remember that day too i remember uh, most of our uh precious moments from uh video production 101 class and you two have always been um a couple of my favorite parts about um the good old fox den so uh oh thank you right back at (laughs) you yes i couldn't agree more ryan (laughs) um all right so ryan so you actually um approached us because you wanted to talk about brain injury awareness month and what it means to you or how it plays such a huge role in your life and how you Uh, participate in this organization Mm -hmm. and you've been like personally touched by a traumatic brain injury and I would yeah I think we should just dive right in and thank you for bringing it to our attention that this is what March is all about um because we 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 didn't even know before Mm -hmm. that so already we're off to a fabulous start (laughs) yeah (laughs) well one of my one of my overused Ryanisms sharing is caring and not just sharing the physical objects or anything like that, but sharing your information, in this case, awareness. And awareness leads to prevention of this injury. And 
again, the in, traumatic brain injuries. I, I was an athlete my whole entire life. Like soccer was my main, my main, um, sport. And actually, um, my coach, um, my coach is not even her nickname for me. Her name for me was beast. So say no more. I wasn't just like a rah-rah shish uh, cheerleader, but I got into cheerleading my sophomore year of high school just because I hated having that, like, that lull between soccer in the fall and I played softball in the spring. Um, so I hated having that lull of nothingness. So I just tried out on a whim and I found out I really liked it and me being the um, the over planner that I, that I always was, um, prior to my injury. And I'll get more into that, uh, later, a little bit later in our chat. Um, I, I applied to Maris was the one and only college I applied to and I applied early decision. So I found out I was going to be, um, be a member of the Fox Den before most of my classmates had even gone on a tour or sent out an application to one to one school. So with all that extra time I had my senior year, I was m madly searching and like exploring uh, Maris website and all the different clubs and organizations I could get involved in. And I, my mousey stumbled upon the uh, cheerleading link on their page and I was like, oh, what, what's the deal with this? So I just had to, and this is perfect. It was like sweet serendipity for what we're talking about. Um, we had to not only write an essay, but we had to send in a tryout video. No. <laughs> so that, that ties into our connection before there ever was one in our video production class at Marist. <laughs> How about them snappy appies? <laughs> That's a Ryanism for you to put in your pocket and save for a rainy day like today. Um, and so I, needless to say, I could not wait to get out of Hopedale, Massachusetts, my hometown, and leave um, here and uh, go on and really start my life. And not only was I like super, super pumped about uh, cheerleading and all the other clubs and activities. I was just really excited about my major, communications, concentration, radio, TV, film. So I really, I couldn't wait to just, like I said, jump, dive right in head first. Little did I know that would like take on a literal, like an actual, actual meaning. <laughs> by the end of my freshman year. Oh, so I didn't realize that you kind of always knew that you would be doing cheerleading at Marist. Um, yeah. And so, so that does lend itself nicely into, mm -hmm. you know, what you experienced. Yeah. So you were a cheerleader at Marist mm -hmm. and then, um, you know, the, the injury occurred. So do you yeah. mind sharing with, with our listeners? Oh, um, I don't mind at all. What, what this happened? Is, I don't mind at all. This is, um, part of my survivor story yeah. and um, survivor speeches, um, which I'll get into later in the conversation again. But so to make a long epic tale short, um, 
this was, we had three weeks left of my freshman year. So um, April 18, 2010, my cheerleading team, we were just doing like a fundraising exhibition right, um, right down the road at the Poughkeepsie Galleria Mall. And um, I was one of the bases. So one of the beasts on the side of the stunt group on the bottom side, um, hoisting up the uh, flyer and um, she fell out of the stun and her rear end hit me in my chest, causing me to plop um, hard back down onto my own rear end. Um, I did not receive immediate medical attention that any injury would require and was instead encouraged to keep performing. So I, I did what I was um, told to do and I kept, kept going. And then a short time later, I collapsed and did not regain consciousness. So again, to shorten up another uh, long epic tale, I, um, uh, the paramedics arrived at the mall and I had to be intubated right there on the mat. Um, I was rushed right back up the street to St. Francis Hospital, directly across the road from Marist. And, um, Spent a total of one month in the intensive care unit there, uh, two weeks of which I was in a medically induced coma. Um, had uh, two neurosurgeries there and different uh, like mini uh, procedures and uh, operations there. And then I was moved to uh, Spalding Rehab Hospital in Boston to begin my many weeks and months of inpatient rehabilitation. Oh my gosh, Ryan, this is like, so I actually want to backtrack. Yeah. If you don't mind. Um, no, I don't mind at all. So when, cause I'm just like, not confused, but I just want to kind of um, dive deeper into like yeah. how these events, the events unfolded, if you don't mind. Mm -hmm. don't so a, a flyer landed yeah. on you. Yeah. And did you feel um, pain or anything once that happened? You know what? I, I can't remember even the um, month before and leading up to my injury. That's oh my one gosh. of the things that my TBI um, took for me. Um, wow. Yeah, so uh, I can't, I, that's just what I know is from what uh, girls in my stunt group had told me who were like right there, um, like within the actual um, incident. Um, so yeah, that's, that's all I know. <laughs> wow. So, so Ryan, after mm -hmm. your medically induced coma, mm -hmm. was it a situation where you woke up and like, did not know how you got there? Um, so yeah, I, like I said, I spent a total of exactly one month in the intensive care unit, two weeks in the medically induced coma. And then I started responding to minimal commands out of my coma on May 1st, the day after my 19th birthday. And so I, I guess my neuro, my life-saving and life-giving neurosurgeon um, was uh, most, most excited um, because he was trying to get me to react to some stimulation, like uh, a poke of the foot and see if you get like a twitch or something. And, um, so I guess I had been showing um, reactions before before he came into the room, and 
I mean, I don't know if this was, it was just me being like my myself, like being kind of like defiant or I don't even know what. But so what I was told um, was that I had been reacting uh, for um, the nurses and a little bit for him. So he kept trying to get me to stick my tongue out at him. So eyes closed again, still, still in my uh, coma. So I wouldn't do it. So finally he, he gets down right next to my face and just very, very sternly says, Ryan, stick your tongue out at me. So I proceed to go like jutting my tongue in and out, in and out, like, okay, okay. As if to say, okay, okay. Are you happy now? I did it. Now get out of my face. Oh my God. Like, is that, is that me or is that me? That is like, I mean, that is such like a relief to like mm-hmm. hear that that happened. Cause that, that's like classic Ryan. Yep. yep. Sassy. Oh <laughs> sassy, wow. sassy. And, and you'll, you both will appreciate this. Um, so this was um, early in the morning, like even earlier than my angel of a mo- mother um, would get in because she was she was residing uh, right up the street, the Holiday Inn in Poughkeepsie for that whole month. So she was getting in at her usual time, and um, uh, Doctor Cho, my my savior, um, he he knew what what time she was about to come in. So he's racing towards the parking garage and he meets my mom just as she's like about to enter. And he just said, he, he just exclaims, your, your daughter, your daughter. So of course my mom tells me this and she said, my mind is going crazy. Like, Oh my God, what happened? Like what horrible thing happened? Like, are you, this is, is this the end? Your daughter, your daughter, she, she stuck her tongue out at me. So my mama bear just kind of like, like taking it back. She just responds, is, is that supposed to be a good thing? He's, he just says, that's the best thing we could hope for right now. That's, that's excellent. That's, that's wonderful. So yeah, I'm sassy. <laughs> oh, oh, I love it. Also, I know that they say, you know, in, in relation to like size, the tongue is the strongest muscle in the body. So Mm -hmm. I guess like the fact that you were able to control your tongue and also your like sassy humor, which I love, (laughs) like that just shows that like you are on the road to recovery, even though it's like such a a minimal movement. So that like, I I never thought of it like that in all of my, um, over a decade of living, I never thought of, I never thought of the point you just made. So thank you. (laughs) I'm going to use that in my speeches from now on, Jeff, and I'll credit you. I mean, I don't know if there's any, like, if there's any medical evidence. Well, I mean, no, Uh, it is the, it's the um, Jeff Scott, the Jeff (laughs) Scottism, Jeff Scottyism. I love that. I love that because that's very, that's, that's very me. (laughs) Well, um, so. Very me. Ryan, so when you, okay, when you woke up out Mm -hmm. of your, your medically induced coma and you started going through the motions of, of rehab, like, what was it like kind of comparing your, your current state of life then to like how it was like a few months earlier before your accident? What was like going through your, your mind? Um, 
Well, I'll be honest with you. I I don't remember too too much from my first weeks of when I was moved to um, uh, Spalding Rehab Hospital in Boston. Um, but upon my arrival there, the head physiatrist um, called me with my parents, and um, he, he basically said he was the um, brain smarty pants to know it all. And he had been studying the brain for many, many years and looked over all my scans. And your daughter is so severely injured that at very best, she will only ever be able to walk with a walker. No way. Yeah. Oh, <gasps> my gosh. And so fast forward to only a few months later, you were back in school. That's when we met you. Um, a year, a year a and year. a few months. Yeah. A, a year, year and a few months. months. Got yeah. It, got it. Oh my God. But a few months later, I was walking with assistance of a walker. And then after using the walker for uh, a couple of few weeks, I said, get that gross hunk of metal away from me. I never want to see one of those pieces ever again. Bye. Ryan, wow. that is incredible. So like, I mean, I, I know a lot of it is like, it's um, it's a mental game too. It's kind of like- yeah. Oh yeah. Your, your body can only do so much, but if you have like the, the mindset that like, I'm, I don't need this walker. I'm going to get, I'm going to be able to walk on my own. Like that's something that not many people have that, that mental and that internal strength to like overcome something like this. So that's like, you should be so incredibly proud and I'm, I, you know, I'm sure you are, but you. that is just like an unbelievable achievement. Um, and like, so what, what was your, I guess, like motivation to like, want to overcome all these things like I guess for for people that are struggling with something like how how do you even go about overcoming something like this well personally my motivation was my my method and means to my motivation I want to say was hearing that death sentence that was handed down to my parents oh my god um because I I said from the moment I I um, real, I found out and could actually retain what it have what had happened to me with the injury that, well, I'm, I'm getting back to my life and I'm not just going back to school. I'm going back to my school. I'm going back to my life at Marist college. And I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't settle for anything else. And that that kept my that kept the uh, the um, fireworks popping under my uh, under my uh, initiation kicks that my sorority big sister had given to me. Um, not even a week before my injury, and the first time, and I'll send you I'll send you guys a great picture of that. The first time I ever uh, rocked my kicks was. Um, at uh, physical therapy, the first um, session of ever trying to uh, walk with a walker and my physical therapist holding my waist. <laughs> so, wow, my gosh, it's just amazing what like your determination and just will got you through. And I, I, I'm, I don't, I'm not getting emotional. <laughs> I know, uh, Ryan. When I know are you how... ever speechless, Ariana? Never. Right. <laughs> <laughs> But, um, this is the first, Ryan. <laughs> Ryan, I feel like the nickname that you had, like, pre-Marist and, like, high yeah. school, the nickname Beast applies yep. now more than ever before. Because this is, like, the true yeah. 
representation of like what a beast actually is. So you are still a beast, Ryan. Uh, thank <laughs> yes. you. Yeah. That's the that's the best compliment I I could ever hope to um, receive from anybody, especially from someone like you, Jeff and Ariana. You you two are phenom- phenomenal people, human beings. Oh my gosh. I mean, really we're talking to you, Ryan, who overcame uh, so much and is such an inspiration. And you're you're telling us we're phenomenal. I'm yeah, like, you're years. you're fantastic. <laughs> Ryan, thank you, Ryan. Oh my gosh. Uh, Ryan, um, if, okay, if you uh, before we get into a little bit more, I, I I do just want to know if you don't mind sharing um mm-hmm. exactly what it was that I guess doctors were telling you happened to Okay. You. Okay, um, so and and, and also sorry, Ryan. I know right. And also if if it was that time where you probably mm-hmm. should have had medical assistance. Mm-hmm that's what led to to your mm-hmm. severe injury making that more severe right great great question um you are like you really are the host hostess hostess with the mostest you know that that um uh bass said that to me when yeah. when we did that um that yeah. whole hosting show yeah and i finally was a hostess he was like wow you're really good at that you're, you're the oh best one in the whole only time you ever got a compliment the only <laughs> I got a compliment from that teacher <laughs> in that class anyway <laughs> too funny honey yeah anyway i'll leave it to you ryan yeah so my parents were told um that that day at the mall during the cheerleading exhibition um our flyer um she bailed out of the stunt and like i already said um her rear end hit me in my chest causing me to fall back down to my own end now if I haven't, so I continued to perform. So it was pretty much the equivalent of uh, shaken baby syndrome, the closed, closed head injury. So my brain was bouncing around in there and getting further bruised on the inside of my skull with the pressure, nowhere to relieve the pressure. Um, so that's what led to um, uh, my injury being so severe. So upon my arrival at St. Francis that, that um, day, um, my neurosurgeon had to go in uh, and perform emergency surgery. And then, um, and then a few days later, he had to go back in and perform an emergency craniotomy where he removed the bone flat from the left side of my brain and stored it inside my abdomen. So my body could essentially harvest my bone while my brain was allowed to swell without becoming further damaged, bruised and damaged. So for my 11 weeks at Spalding Rehab Hospital in Boston, whenever I was out of my bed, even if it was just to sit in a wheelchair, my uh, bedazzled crash helmet had to be right on my head. And I'll share, I'll share pictures of that with you too, so you can share with all your um, listeners. Um, wow. Oh my God. <clears throat> Did that answer your question? Yes, absolutely. Okay. And so I just, it's just, it, it's wild to think about, I guess what, mm-hmm. you know, could have happened had, yeah. had you left the moment that you were mm-hmm. initially hit, but also mm-hmm. there's no point really in thinking about that <clears throat> at all because no. 
you've persevered. You are who you are. You're still the same amazing beast, Ryan. And, <laughs> and you know, you can't change anything. So there's no. literally no point in, in fixating on, on things that you mm-hmm. cannot control. Right. Like what could have happened, what should have happened. Yeah. Because right. that, that's, this is your journey. And like, this is the I love here and now. Yes, living in the present right yeah and it's like it's your journey and your experiences that mm-hmm. then you know help prevent this from happening in the future with yeah. other people and spreading that awareness because yeah. the fact that you did get back up and perform when you know ideally you would have just gone straight to the hospital but that mm-hmm. just is further proof why it's so important that when you do have a, a head injury yeah. regardless of the severity you need yeah. and should get checked out like right away because Something like that, you do not want to prolong it. Right. You know, for well, any, what I what I it. say to um, the uh, student athletes and coaches and parents, I I get to present to through the Brain Injury Association of Mass um, through their uh, Think Ahead Prevention Program. We also have a special, just sports geared one. Um, in terms of any injury, but especially a head injury, when in doubt sit it out until you can get it checked out. Yes. yes. Ryanism. <laughs> Mic drop. Boom. <laughs> oh my gosh. I love it. Absolutely. When in doubt, when in doubt, sit it out until you can get it checked out. Yep. Without, without, a, doubt. without a doubt. Without a doubt. Without a doubt. That, wow. Yeah, that is perfect and also we're gonna probably add that into the caption <laughs> oh my god oh, we're, please do we're killing that ryan yeah. <laughs> please do but we'll put quotes around it and we'll you know yep. we'll uh, cite you after that you give the credit where it's due <laughs> yeah always um, always I snaps do... to that bobcat <laughs> so ryan you mentioned before that you do some work with the brain injury association of massachusetts so can you tell us a little bit about that i'd love to jeff thank you so i learned of the Brain Injury Association of Massachusetts right in those first months of my rehab at Spalding, but didn't really get involved um, until I was home from all of my inpatient hospitalization and rehabilitation. And I'm so, so incredibly thankful for all the phenomenal folks who work over at the main office, which is right in this town, Westboro. It's only uh, not even, not even a half an hour, easy, easy peasy, lemon squeezy car ride um, from my house to the office. And I became involved as a survivor speaker through their Think Ahead Prevention Program. So what the Think Ahead program does is it's a school-based program. So from kindergarten all the way through 12th grade. And we we go in. So it's the program presenter, employee, and a survivor speaker um, will go into the schools and present to usually it's um it's more than just one class it'll be a whole presentation whether it's in their auditorium or their gym or multi-purpose room or whatever you want to call it and we just um share the beginning portion of the program is always 
um, the employee sharing the actual tidbits and um, information like what is your brain what is the TBI um, the learning but then the point that really the part of the presentation that really um, nails the point home for these uh, kids and young adults and student athletes is hearing the survivor share her or his story and I I just I love I so love and that's one of the main things I missed about this school year that has not existed for anyone that obviously we haven't had a, a single one a single presentation this year not for a classroom or the student athletes and their coaches and um, trainers and I just and if ever if ever there was a time that um, our services and knowledge and um, tidbits if you will were needed it's right now yeah I mean we all I mean just listening listening to you right now it, it really is such a shame that schools all over you know the either the east coast or all over the country for that matter aren't able to hear your words right now but yeah i think that's a, that's amazing that you're able to go out to these schools and share your story with with other people that were in the same situation too um and you're you're so relatable too you know you're you're young and you're 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 spunky and like it could happen to anyone and that's one of the main main points that we make in the main one of the one of the um main mottos or slogans for um the brain injury association is brain injury does not discriminate it can happen anytime anywhere to anyone and that's that's the point i that really hits home for me because i make it my point especially when i'm speaking to the student athletes and their coaches and trainers and um at least one of the one of their parents is that i i didn't have a choice in the matter i i wasn't out drinking and driving i wasn't um, partaking in reckless behavior i wasn't um getting into a fight or causing some sort of mischief i was polar opposite of that actually i was being my my usual involved, um, well-rounded uh, student athlete and member of the um, campus community, and this is what happened to me. And you were doing something that you have rehearsed and practiced yeah. dozens of times. I mean, I don't know how mm -hmm. often you know you were practicing this routine, but like you didn't go in there cold. Like everyone knew no. what they were supposed to be doing. So yeah. that just goes to show that accidents can happen at any time when you're doing something that you're comfortable with and obviously when you're doing something that you're not familiar mm -hmm. or comfortable with as, as well yeah right and it's also i mean you're 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 speaking to the athletes but like you mm -hmm. said you're also talking to their parents and the coaches and just as much mm -hmm. as you hope that the athlete themselves when they're in that situation they are aware enough i guess mm -hmm. to possibly get up and leave or do what's best <laughs> for them and sit and sit this one out, but you're also hoping that you that it resonates and sticks with 
these coaches and parents as well who are also there at the, that moment and can facilitate and and do the right thing even mm-hmm. if you know like i think one of the takeaways is that you're not being dramatic when it has anything to do with your uh, any type of injury but especially mm-hmm. a head injury like don't feel like you're being dramatic get up and actually sit down and and just wait until you can get checked because it could be something bigger than you think yeah and for especially when i'm uh speaking to any of these groups and i really when i'm i make the point that you uh just uh very um nicely articulated um ari is that it's I make making my point to kind of direct this um, to to the got the boys, um, the boy athletes. Like you're not being a a pansy, or it's not that you're not a tough guy. Like your brain is not. You can't just throw a cast on your brain and go to a couple physical therapy sessions, and then wait for it to heal, get your cast removed, and then be all better, good as new. Once you have a brain injury, you have that injury for life. Yep, yep. And yeah, I I mean, Ryan, I don't know if you know this, but I played rugby at Marist. Yeah. yeah. And and you're exactly I always, I always can I tell you that I always admired that about you. And I thought oh. you were like even more of a tough cookie, like sassy lassie than I even thought before. Oh, <laughs> oh, Ryan, you're so cute. Um, but but you know, I I I played with women who were like phenomenal, phenomenal and smart and badasses. But it's it it sounds like you know what you're thinking of when you're positioning this to maybe more so the male athletes, but then also those females that play really rough sports, yeah, who are just so conditioned to getting mm-hmm. concussions, to yeah. um, you know pulling their hamstring, pulling something and then popping a shoulder back in place during the match. Right. Like, (laughs) I mean, I mean, literally I I was at a a, a tournament where a girl on my team broke her nose and, and put it back in place herself. Like did not (laughs) wait for the medic. (laughs) So, you know, there are all these kinds of athletes um, that take their sport very seriously and have encountered, um, you know, Uh, injuries before that they were able to overcome but the thing that you're trying to stress and that we are now in this episode is that when it has anything to do with your head you want to take it seriously because it can be um, that much more serious than it's been before and it will stick with you for the rest of your life so it's super important just because you've had six concussions does not mean that the seventh head injury or hit to the ground is going to be like the six before it may yeah. be the one it may be the you. the one and done and and not only that like even if you have no like symptoms or side effects of a concussion within you know a day or so it could show up later in life too so like because like i actually had a concussion a few years ago and afterwards i felt like kind of dizzy but i kind of like just slept it off and i was okay i know you're not supposed to sleep but um i did <laughs> Because I didn't know I had a concussion. It, you know, I never had one before. I never knew what it felt like. And then a few days later, I still wasn't feeling okay. So I ended up getting a CAT scan. And luckily, everything was fine. It, it, it was like a very, very mild concussion. And it went away. But like, 
again, like if I didn't go to the doctors, like who knows what could have happened, you know, like it could have, like the doctors were concerned enough to send me to see like a neurologist and get a CAT scan. So they, they know obviously that it's not something to take lightly, even though I, I was experiencing very, very mild symptoms. That's a really great point to make, um, Jeff. And that's actually a, um, a perfect segue into um, uh, what the campaign for um, this, this March is for um, the Brain Injury Association of America. Um, is the More Than My Brain Injury campaign aims to destigmatize the injury, highlight the diversity of the brain injury community, and empower those who have survived. So are you are you also a part of the Brain Injury Association of America? Yeah, so what's really remarkable and again, um, playing sports my whole life in the state of Massachusetts, um, I, I never even knew, I never even thought about brain injury. Never, never mind what I've known that the Brain Injury Association of America was founded in um, here in Mass, only um, only a couple towns away from where the main office is in uh, Westboro, Massachusetts. Which happened and, to be obviously close to where you live. So it's like- Yeah, it was, it's, it sounds so like silly and I don't know if silly, it sounds crazy for me to say that I'm, I'm thankful for where I am and where I'm able to go and the people I'm able to touch and don't mind me while I'm getting emotional. Um, but I, I, I always say that I make this my point in my present in the presentations we give too that I would, I wouldn't wish this injury upon my worst my worst enemy and but i'm i'm very thankful for all my my blessings through the bs of tbi <laughs> yet another ryanism to put in your pocket and save it for a rainy day <laughs> well i'm like i'm always just so amazed by people that can turn something bad into something good that is helping like every single person that comes into contact with them. So it's like, I, I'm a strong believer that everyone has their purpose and you, you're turning this into your, your purpose. You're not like sulking and you know, you're not saying like, why me, why me? You're being like, this happened to me and I'm now going to use it to change the world. Why not me? Why not me? Exactly. Like, and you, I mean, I'm getting just like chills thinking about just how you are overcoming this. And like, it's, it's a lifelong journey that, that you're on and you know like and it's just it's it's very 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 in, inspiring and like it just makes me want to like you know cherish my health and and not take anything for granted you know and and you know i i think that's something that you learned through this and that you're trying to just spread that that idea to everyone you got that bobcat i <laughs> i just um no i'm very very thankful for all the opportunities I've been afforded um, through my, because of my brain injury, the phenomenal, phenomenal folks I've met along the way and been introduced to. And you, you really do realize 
that, and I've, my whole life, I, I was never, I was never the mean girl. Like, yes, I was, I was the three sport athlete and I was, I was popular. I was outgoing. I, I was friends with every single, um, like actual, I had a connection with people from all the different groups and cliques, if you want to call that in high school and at Marist. And it really, it's just made me so much more thankful and grateful for your true, the fact that you have your true few. Well, your family first and foremost, those, those are your, those are your humans, <laughs> your, your two-legged family and your four-legged uh, family, like my crazy uh, squeak toy, Dory Blue, the nutsy poo, <laughs> my Havanese puppy, um, <laughs> and your true, f- true few friends who are more like family than just friends. Right. And, and Ryan, I wanted to bring up something that you mentioned to us earlier, because I think uh, it, it was, it was awesome. And I, I never thought of uh, traumatic brain injuries in this way before, but you mentioned that no brain injury is the same and therefore the treatment would be different for every single person. Yeah. Um, and of course, before my, I, I, my family and I got the uh, crash course on all matters of the brain um, and, and bo- overall body, but mostly the brain um, as a result of my injury. And because no two brains are the same, no two brain injuries are going to be the same. Therefore, no two recoveries and rehabilitation from TBI will be the same. And I'm, I'm so very thankful and grateful to live where I do. And because not only have I had the, the best of the best neurosurgeons, but my neuro-ophthalmologist at Mass Ioneer, right in Boston, people travel not just from all over um, our um, great country, but all over the world to receive services that we have a highways driveway away from um, our home. That's great that you, you've lived so close and that you're able to like participate in all these different organizations too that are literally in your backyard. Again, it's like it's these resources are there for you to, to share your message and you're taking advantage of that. Um, I, my whole, my mentality from the get go was take that brain injury. Boom. Like, Oh, my TBI says I can't, or I shouldn't be able to. Well, watch me as I go, listen as I speak. And I'm very, another thing, to be grateful for is that um, my TBI, it never affected my speech. It, <laughs> excuse me, um, it never affected um, my, my tone or I never, I never suffered from aphasia, which is the um, inability to find the words or having like the brain fog, um, like many, many um, TBI survivors go through and live with uh, post TBI. And because that really would have um, 
I really would have had a, a chart, a whole different course for my returning to Marist, and I would have had to change my major, communications, radio, TV, film, and you can't even form a sentence, you can't even string a few words together. Like, I'm, I'm very, very grateful. Oh, and you were, you were able to, you know, continue your time at Marist, go to the school, the only school that you applied to, um, graduate, uh, and study exactly what you, you entered. Only, only a year behind my original graduation year. So, snaps so for you. <laughs> snaps to that, that Bobcat. Yes. Take yes. that, TBI. Yeah. Boom. Wow. Wow. <laughs> What an inspiration. I, I'm at a loss for words. I mean, seriously, I cannot wait for this episode to air because everyone is, I mean, how could they not be obsessed with you, Ryan? I just, <laughs> <laughs> like, I knew, I knew this because we, we've known you, but I just, hearing it again and just hearing, even over the years of, of us being out of Marist, just hearing how much more you've done after school and, and, um, how far you've come and seeing you. I mean, it's, it's phenomenal. And, and I'm just like, so proud to, to know you. Yeah. And also knowing that you're, you're still doing video production too, with the, um, you said that the local, uh, uh, TV group, right? Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. so you're, our, you're um, local cable access station, um, Milford TV. I'm, I'm, it's hop, skip, and a jump um, up the street from my uh, living living quarters with my <laughs> my the parental unit here in Hopelessdale, Hopedale, <laughs> Massachusetts. Um, but it's just um, I I'm so I'm very very thankful and grateful. I'm the co-host of Milford TV's uh, one and only. Uh, fitness and wellness program. It's a yoga show. And um, I'll share that link with you too, um, kids, if you want to include in your little notes. Yes. That was my note, my reporter's notepad. I was writing down <laughs> in case you didn't see it. Scribbling on the palm. That's didn't like, catch that. That's like the universal, the, like, yeah. let me write this shit down. The palm pilot. Yeah. Oh, God. yeah. <laughs> I'm like dating myself now too. I am an old soul in all the way, shapes and forms. <laughs> Wow, so you're a co-host, Ryan. That's amazing. Coach for, my goats. Yes, look at you. <laughs> wow, that's so special. I love it. I want to watch you now. Well, I'll send you the link, Pink. Yes, yes. <laughs> you will post it. Surely, um. Temple. So since um, this month of March is uh, Brain Injury Awareness Month, the BIA... Um, of America and its nationwide affiliates are unveiling a new brain injury awareness campaign. This campaign is new and survivor focused awareness. More than my brain injury aims to destigmatize the injury, highlight the diversity of the brain injury community, and empower those who have survived. For more than three decades, BIAA has proudly led the nation in observing Brain Injury Awareness Month uh, every March. Um, consistently work to educate the public and reduce the stigma for the thousands who live with brain injury-related disabilities in mass. And to quote, um, to quote 
This new campaign gives individuals a chance to overcome those definitions, allowing them to tell their own stories. It was inspired by all the amazing survivors we know and their determination not to let brain injury define them. It was designed with the help from support group leaders, advocates, and people living with brain injury. After all, brain injuries don't discriminate. They can happen at any time and in a number of different ways. Wow, Ryan, the, the work that the Brain Injury Association of America does is amazing. Um, and I'm so happy to hear that you're a part of it. And like, I, can you just please tell our listeners, like, where can they find more information about them? Like, how can they get involved? And yeah, just how can we do our part? Thank you, Jeff. So if you just go right, right on your computer, um, phone, wherever you access um, your internet browser, and you can just punch in www.biama.org. That will bring you to the Brain Injury Association of Massachusetts's um, homepage. And they have, and again, I'm not just being biased because they're my family, but they have a very, not only user-friendly, but jam-packed with information and resources um, all at your fingertips right there, um, right on biama.org. And if you or someone you know sustains a TBI, again, whichever state you are in, all you have to do is um, search BIA and then whatever your state's um, abbreviation is, .org. Simple as that. And I'm just, again, I sound like a broken record to use a radio TV film pun again, wink, wink. Um, but I, I'm very, very thankful um, for this platform and for not only your listening ears, but your very insightful um, questions and prompts, Jeff and Ariana. And I, you two are fantastic. Oh, Ryan, thank you so, 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 so much for joining and for sharing your story with us today. Ryan, uh, yeah, this was, you know, a, a little bit different for one of our obsessed episodes, but we're obsessed with you and your perseverance and your story and with the fact that we can both educate and, and just enlighten our listeners. Mm -hmm. And so that's why we wanted to do this. So happy you brought it to our attention. Again, we cannot thank you enough for that and for just being so vulnerable and, and open and well articulated on this episode. I mean, you were an absolute pleasure to have. Um, you need yeah. to be on future episodes. Um, pretty please with sugar on top and ice cream. <laughs> and you, and... you are a beast, right? Right. I was called you Rye Rye because that's what your your nickname. Well, yeah. <laughs> beast exactly. number ten. No one better yeah. on the soccer field. Boom, boom, boom. Yep. Exactly. And and just. One, one last little nugget um, for your fantastic uh, listeners, your lovely listeners. I'll make that a Ryanism then. Um, just 
please, if you pull nothing else from this episode, just remember what I say to the student athletes. When in doubt, sit it out until you can get it checked out. You don't need to be um, playing in your um, soccer team's uh, state championship final game. It could be on the playground or at a, a rec field uh, playing a, an intense game of ultimate Frisbee or something, you know, like you, you only get one brain. Yes. And, and, and your, your health comes first always. Yeah. And I think we've learned that over the past year with COVID yeah. and everything that you, yeah. you cannot mess around with your health. Well said, sir. Very well exactly. said. Exactly. Um, and thank Ugh. you again for reiterating that Ryan. Um, right. And throw your foxes up guys. Throw yes! your foxes up. There you go. I love it. I love it. Um, and Red Fox Rumble. Yes. <laughs> wait, I'm gonna take a screenshot. Everyone, put your. Okay. Yes. Up. Please hold on. Wait. Hold. Wait, please. Hold on. Let me make a full screen. Hold I'm, on. I'm let me. Do... Let me like fix my face. <laughs> All right. Ready. Here we go. Three, two, one. Got it. <laughs> yes. All right. Well. So thank you again, Ryan. This was absolutely um, fabulous. And for all of our listeners, as you know, um, please follow us on uh, Spotify, iTunes, all of the places. We are literally everywhere at Obsessed Podcast. And follow us on Instagram because we will be posting all month long um, the links and amazing information that Ryan has shared with us. And we'll also be posting um, some awesome pics of Ryan um, on our page. So just follow, stay tuned. And uh, that's will you, where you will see all of the goodies. And thanks again. <laughs> thanks, Ryan. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, friends. Mwah. <laughs>